Special shout out to all our patrons who support the show every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast and subscribe today for bonus content, special shout outs on social media, and so much more. Patrons, you help keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going, and we couldn't do it without you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. You can also support the show by using our brand new Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon.com for things like running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Donna Deegan, Chief Eternal Optimist of the Donna Foundation and founder of Donna Marathon Weekend. You're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back-of-the-packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 241 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast with not only your host, Amy, but... Your co-host, Dana. I'm back. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back from Jacksonville. Welcome back from one of our all-time favorite weekends that includes Donna Deegan, who you heard at the top of the show, uh, event planner and uh, executive director of the Donna Foundation extraordinaire, Amanda Napolitano, the bouncy hunters like uh, Mike and Andy Sharp, D-Squad members like Babs, uh, that I I just I would butcher her last name if I ever tried to do it. I have to take lessons the next time we go to Donna or the Gate River Run or any race with her. It's an amazing weekend, not only with all of these VI pinks, Jeff Galloway, Joan Benoit Samuelson, Dr. Edith Perez, so many people, but also. So many members of the Runcation Nation who ran in person with you and virtually with me. Yeah, it was quite a weekend. And I will start out by saying that I'm I'm really glad to be back. I'm still very tired and kind of recovering from the whole weekend. It was a whirlwind of activity. And if I've never said it before... I want to say it now that uh, when you all hear me say that I just carry the gear and show up where she tells me, I am not kidding. Uh, I have never felt so, I don't know, run ragged is not the right word, overwhelmed that I'm not going to be in the right place, right time. I missed you having you there, period, first and foremost. But secondly, mm. the fact that you plan our runcations so well and i don't have to think about it and try to do all of that is is huge and it was tough it was tough uh being a one-man band at a weekend like this because the donna marathon weekend is so huge mm. it's it's of course the 5k social shakeout it's the 5k official it's the ultra it's the half marathon the full marathon and all of the stuff that goes around with it you know mm. and, you know the expo and we're which we're going to be talking about all that stuff over the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. but it's a lot for one person I tried to do the best I could remotely to set you up for success oh and you did I, you did great I I had you know uh, things popping up in my calendar, so like calendar events and all that. And I'm like, ooh, and, and you had addresses in there so yes. I could just hit a button and I get a, directions to drive. And mm-hmm. and luckily, you know, having been at Donna for the last several years, mm. starting to learn my way around the city a little bit. Which or the great. Cities, the cities, because it is not just Jacksonville. It is Jacksonville and the surrounding beaches, mm-hmm. beach towns. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning my way around. 
But mm. we're going to get to all of that. I think this week is really going to be all about Donna, the 5K. Basically the kickoff of the weekend. Yeah. And, and I know, say kickoff because of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And as this episode drops, we're looking down the barrel of Super Bowl weekend. Oh, poor poor Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So uh, very uh, your your pun was very apropos. Mm. <laughs> but when you go to a city like Jacksonville, and we've talked about this in previous years when we've gone, whether for the Donna Marathon Weekend or for the Mother's Day 5K. Or for the Gate River Run. Or for the Gate River Run. Jacksonville is such a huge city. The food and drink scene is incredible. Mm. There, there's a lot to explore, and we're going to be bringing a lot to you guys over the next couple of weeks. But every now and then, you have to do a little bit of a check-in with some of your old favorites, make sure they're still things are still going well. It's hard for us when we discover and fall in love with places especially in the Jacksonville area, we just want to revisit them. During the pandemic, we were concerned and we wanted to make sure that, you know, it, it everything it is okay yeah. with places and people we love so much. Oh, sure. And with the pandemic being quote unquote over, you still have issues with supply chain. We still have issues with workforce. So, you know, you want to check Prices in on these businesses and, yeah. and see how they're doing. So we're going to be revisiting a couple of old favorites. But have no fear. Like you said, in the coming weeks, Jacksonville and Jacksonville beaches, the Jacksonville beaches, what a mecca of food and beverage and we got a great recommendation for next week's show that's all i'm saying that's it so we're going to be returning to uh, an old favorite in the food segment wicked barley brewing mm. and in the drink segments we're going to check out a brewery that we covered on the show two years ago Ooh, early on episode 101 it was uh you know when we did donna and we were approaching that episode 99 episode 100 yeah. we did we, we broke it up and we did the the run portion and then we did the eat portion with bearded pig mm -hmm. and then we did veterans united and that's where we're going back this week veterans united brewing mm -hmm. can't wait to talk about them that's episode 101 so uh Yes. Wicked Barley was episode 51. Yeah, Wicked Barley goes way back. So. So I'm, I'm super excited to be talking about some old favorites. Yeah, let's get going. Indeed. Uh, we do have some shout outs, however. I believe that you oh, yes. scoured the interwebs for I, us. I tried. I tried. It was a busy weekend for us because I wanted to participate in any live video that you had to share as you went through the weekend. So I may have missed a few and I apologize if I did. Well, that was hard because I didn't all, I couldn't pre-announce them really. And, you know, when things happen in the moment and it's time to share, you know, I did the best I could. Sorry. Yeah. And, and so did I with, so what we're saying is we're sorry if we missed your race in the midst of all that is so important to us around this Donna Marathon weekend. And I want to shout out everybody. Well, we we want to start off by shouting out everybody in the Runcation Nation who ran for the Donna Foundation. Last week, we mentioned that you helped us raise over $2,300. Yeah. The Runcation Nation team for this year's Donna 2023 destination Donna. And whether you ran virtually in Jacksonville with Dana or offered crowd and online support during live chats, you all made it a, or if you bid in our silent auction online to help contribute to what we raised, you all made it a wonderful weekend. And from the bottom of our hearts, we can't thank you enough. Dana celebrated love over fear right there in Jacksonville and had a, an incredible weekend because of all of you. 
and made me have serious FOMO to get back there in 2024. Members, some members of the Runcation Nation have said, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to returning to a Runcation Nation meetup in 2024. That's good to know. So stay tuned. That's all I'm saying. Of course, we're going to cover new places, new destinations. But you know, if you followed us for any number of years, now that we're going on six years, that this is an every year thing for us. Oh, absolutely. So some races you just have to go back to. It's part of our DNA as a podcast, as a family. And just thank you for making this year so many wonderful firsts for us. Absolutely. And while I was running Donna with several members of the Runcation Nation, listener and friend of the show, patron, patron of the show, Darlene put another state on the map as she is so close oh my gosh. to getting her 50 states. Did you see her post? Did you see her, her Instagram post with all of the states colored in except for like two? two except for two. And uh, congratulations on the Mississippi River half, Darlene. We, we, although we did miss you at Donna, we of understand. Course. When you have to pivot to accomplish a long-term goal that means so much to you and your family. Sure. Then you're going to do what you have to do. Like, I, I don't know if she said it in one of her posts about, you know, when pulling up your big girl pants and getting on with it. Yep. Or, you know, something like that. Or maybe that was Jessica. I don't know, whoever it was, that you were pivoting or zigging and zagging when you need to. And we are so proud of your accomplishment. We hope to have you on the show to talk about some of the amazing races and food and beverage that you have experienced yes. in your journey because this is a huge accomplishment you should be so proud we love you so much and we cannot wait to throw our arms around you at gasparilla congratulations darlene and if you want a shout out for you or someone else you love on the show email us at info at runeatdrink.net that's info at runeatdrink.net or you can call us and leave us a message and we can play it on the show. Help us keep this 2023 streak going. We've had we've had so many more emails and voice messages this year than ever before. Help us keep it going. 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Easy to leave a message. We can play on the show and make you run Cation Nation famous as you celebrate somebody in your life that deserves a shout out. Let's talk running. Let's talk running. <laughs> this is kind of, I am in the interviewer seat, I guess. You are. You are interviewing me. So you, I heard that was the plan as I was listening to episode 240 on right. my way up to Jacksonville. Yes. So... I'm ready. I've, okay. I've come prepared to be interviewed. So you drove. I did. Would it's, you ever fly? No. Why? Jacksonville is a five-hour drive from from our house. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's a bad drive. It's it's. I'd, I agree. You can go all interstate or you can take some state roads up to the interstate and then cut over. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of... I, it, it's, a, it's a short enough drive to day trip it. It's not an unpleasant one. I just don't think that you're... There's a lot of value in flying there. Okay. Unless you were to catch something like a $38, you know, Allegiant mm -hmm. flight, which, you know, you may be I don't even know time. if that exists. I, well, I don't know if they particularly fly there. But, you know, if you find some some airline that might do something less than the, a tank of gas. But. So really, for us in the state, road tripping it is the way to go. The only difference or the only time I might I might say otherwise would be if we were doing something in the Western Panhandle, if we were going out past Pensacola mm -hmm. or you know, almost changing or in fact, changing time, zones. changing times as we're basically in Southern Alabama. At that point, I might say it's time to look for an airplane. Sure. So that's good. The, I think all roads and all uh, the traffic wasn't bad. 
no, I timed it. I timed it pretty well. So, you know, 75 north to I-4 to 95 is basically mm-hmm. the route I ended up taking. And uh, I, I did that both ways. Great. So, yeah, I, I stayed off the state road. The GPS was telling me which was the fastest route based on traffic and crashes and all that. So which is good. I just, I just paid, did what it said. Mm. And when you got there, you, you got there on Thursday night. Got there Thursday. Right. So you ended up just checking into the hotel and you decided to stay at a favorite of ours at uh, an embassy suites, the Bay Meadows, Jacksonville, yeah. not, not too far from Wicked Barley. Right. We, there are definitely closer hotels for mm-hmm. the race than where we stayed. Some of the Runcation Nation stayed at those hotels they specifically. Did. Best Western comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Four Point Sheraton mm-hmm. is another one over on Jacksonville Beach. A Marriott property. Yeah. The hotel that we stayed at, we picked several years ago because of its general central location. We didn't want to be in downtown Jacksonville. And see, Danny agrees. You can hear her barking. We didn't want to be in downtown. We didn't want to be out on the beaches. We wanted to kind of be a short drive to either because we we were, were tooling all over town, wanting to be 15 to 20 minutes away from everything. everything. That way it was just more convenient. So that yeah. hotel acts as kind of a hub. Would you ever stay near to the start finish yes. of the half? After this year, absolutely. Really? I would. And I say that only because our hub of a hotel, it's a great location. I have no no real complaints other than right around the corner, they have built a a, a volleyball athletic center there. Oh, and just they, volleyball, not like it's a... It's specific to volleyball, and okay. they were hosting some sort of regional championship. Tournament. Oh, or tournament. Whatever. and And the hotel was taken over by uh, teenage sports teams. <laughs> Which in and of itself is not a bad thing, but you got right. the teenagers, their parents, all their vehicles. And there was one night when I was there where parking, uh, it was a good thing I brought the Jeep because I off-roaded and parked. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. Really? Uh, like yeah. in a legit parking place? No, or? I parked in legitimately on a on a uh, berm in the out by the streets, like in between some trees because Ooh. that was where I could find some dirt. And I told them up front, I said, there's nowhere else to park. I just they said, don't know what fine. to do. Yeah. Yeah. They, they understood. There was also, since they had banquet space there, they were also hosting, it was a trifecta of, of things. They were hosting a, a military ball. Busy weekend. Yeah. Very busy weekend. There was not a single parking suites. space to yeah. be found in the entire property. So you can stay uh, send, you can stay at a, like a hub location like that, or you can choose Marriott, a Hilton property we stayed at last year uh, That that's closer to the race itself, the half, the Sunday race. Well, I was going to say it depends the Sunday races. on which race you're wanting to be close to because what we'll, we'll, I guess, lead into is location, location, location for the race. Uh, last year was the first year they did the 5K downtown. Well, they brought it back downtown. They had done it downtown in previous years, and then they that we haven't that we did not experience. We only did it once. Yeah, and then they moved the 5K out to the beaches, and then now it's back downtown. But they also moved the expo downtown last year, and that was at the at their fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Well. In the past year, they've knocked down the fairgrounds. It's gone. No kidding. Yeah. And there's construction going on over there. They moved the race expo to an indoor portion of Jaguar Stadium. Jacksonville Jaguars, thank you so much for being <coughs> a a sponsor of this one of our favorite weekends. Yes. Yeah. Not a sponsor of our show yet. No. No, we could shout out your 5K that's coming on the 18th. We could. Call yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> let us let us know. So so it, you just kind of have to pick. The races really center in the beaches area and that from from where we were staying is about a 20 minute drive with no traffic. For the for the Sunday races. For for the Sunday races. Yeah, now for the 5K. 5K speaking, is, 5K is also a 20 minute drive from where we're located. So like I said, that that Bay Meadows location where I was at is a perfect 20 minutes to anywhere, anywhere you want to go in Jacksonville. 
Oh, that, well, was it 20 minutes also from the social shakeout? Yes. So it's good, but there are hotels that are central to the Sunday races and there are downtown hotels in Jacksonville that are surrounding that the stadium and the 5k and the expo area. Yeah. You could, you could easily do a Hilton or a Marriott or whatever yeah. right downtown and be uh, either walk to the, the 5k start the expo or take a quick Uber ride over. If you wanted to, that would be no problem. You could absolutely yeah. do that, but just keep in mind that with the Donna marathon weekend expo is downtown at the, at the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium this, this year, this year. And the, Larger races are out at the beaches. Yeah. So. So it's spread out across Jacksonville proper. It is. So it is, and, and I I would say that if you are going to do this weekend, mm -hmm. uh, reliance on rideshare might be a little tough. Schedule them in advance. Schedule them in advance if you're going to do rideshare. Otherwise, rent a car. If okay. you're flying in or good, good to know about drive. transportation or, you know, just carpool mm -hmm. with your fellow runcationers. If you can, absolutely. You can. Let's talk about the, the expo and the 5k. Okay. Well, and the social shakeout run. Well, we'll expo start there. Sure. So, okay. I got in on Thursday, got some dinner, did a live stream, uh, got to bed. The next morning, we had the social shakeout run. I'll fast forward through that till we get back to it. Mm -hmm. um, after the social shakeout, went to the expo. This year, and we have been to the expo every year. We've been to the expo. You've got to go. You, you have to. You have to pick up your packet. Packet pickup is important. We've been to the expo when they have had it at a Masonic Lodge temple. We uh -huh. have been to the expo when they've had it in an abandoned Kmart because they were doing it out at the beaches and, and large spaces are at a premium. Mm -hmm. This, I think, was the best year for the expo Ooh, in well terms done. of the space. The expo was at an indoor portion of the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. It's not in the main part. They have like a side building. Oh, that, okay. Because I was attached. thinking it was going to be out. I didn't really quite know how to envision, is it going to be outdoors? Is there going to be AC? Well, this, I guess it's a practice field. Okay. That's well, yeah. indoors and it has a uh, retractable ceiling or roof. Like a tent almost. Yes. And it was climate controlled. Okay. It, it was, they did have AstroTurf, you know, on the ground. and That's what threw me in some of the social media pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it looked like it might be outdoors. No. Beforehand, um, even before you got there, like with seeing Chris Twiggs and seeing Amanda Napolitano, just, yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you know, you go in, they've got, as you're walking into, to the stadium, you have to go through security. Mm. And so that's kind of a new thing because it's all well, it, because it's Jacksonville, it's Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars property. So, so you're subject to their, their rules. How, how tough was they were great security? No, they were awesome. They, they were awesome. So um, like Disney security uh, easily as, uh, as easy. Uh, yes. The, as it is now. It wasn't the TSA. Okay. Okay. It wasn't TSA. So it's good. Well, TSA pre-check is better from what I hear. From what I hear. But so you, you go in and you walk right in. You're immediately greeted with the big arch that's, you know, Donna Marathon weekend and, Great. you know, pink everywhere. They've Good. Got, you know, the booths are all set up. It's very professional. Looks fantastic. Packet pickups back in the back. Uh, you know, you walk literally, you know, straight ahead and just keep going to the end of the wall and boom, you're at packet pickup. They have the, the packet pickup set up according to the races that you're running. So, you know, you go over to, and since I was doing the booby trap challenge, I'd go over and get, you know, both of my, my bibs. So super easy mm -hmm. bibs, t-shirts, bing, bang, boom, in and out. That really took five minutes. Good. Yeah. No, no issues at all. Good. The expo itself was not the largest that they've ever had. So we've we've seen larger expos, but I think that they had a very good caliber of exhibitor there. Uh, we we had some y y some booths that covered absolutely all of a runner's needs. Mm -hmm. You you 
could have theoretically lost your luggage, shown up there and went, oh, crap, I, I need stuff to run in. And that's kind of your measure of an expo. It is. Really? It, I, I mean, if you if you hit that right there, I'm going to say that your expo is good. This surpassed that greatly. So you not only had the basics available, shoes, socks, uh, shorts, running skirts, shirts, singlets, whatever you might need. But you had all the nutrition that you could possibly want. Sunglasses, body glide, uh, you know, gels and goos and, you know, massagers and you name it. They had it. They had massage tables set up in there as well. Local health care. I like sport, that. Sports medicine provider was there doing doing massages. We had, it wasn't Theragun, but it was a massager type company. It was also okay. you know, doing demos and had units for sale. And they had, uh, you name it. It was a very well-appointed uh, expo. But like I said, it just wasn't the biggest that it's ever been. And I think that's okay. I'll take quality over quantity. Yes. Yeah. Without, and we've been to some that are really big and there's a whole lot of stuff there that you really don't care about. Mm, like I don't really need, I, I, there have been gutter some, guards, some random, yeah, very random, random things that are nothing, things. To, nothing to do with running I or mean, health or yeah. wellness. So yeah, you didn't have any of that. And, and, and I thought that was really nice. The, uh, there were several, book authors there that Nuts, were, you know, featuring actually. their book, you know, one that we might know who's, you know, a sponsor of the show and the mm. the race announcer for the weekend was there. It's colder. Yeah. You know, and, and, and a couple of others. Mm -hmm. So it, there were also great representation. There was great representation from companies like gin and tech and, oh, good. and uh, you know, healthcare partners that are partners with the Donna longtime partners with Donna and, and they were providing, actually they were giving away beanies. They were giving, uh, they had great swag, you know, and they were also providing information on, you know, preventative medicine, mm -hmm. self-care. I think that's great. That type of thing. Really, really good. So I, I really have nothing, nothing but good things to say about that expo. And if you came on Saturday, it was a, even better because I was working a booth there for the Donna D squad and I got to be the security slash bouncer for Joan Bedoint Samuelson nice. who was meet, doing meet and greet. Yay. Yeah. And she's, Yay. she's amazing. I know. And I know who she is. <laughs> you know who she is. And she signed my bib. For and you. that is going to be a set piece that I'm going to have framed and, and put somewhere so that people can see it on the next live. Okay. Thank you You're for welcome. doing that. That meant a lot. I'm glad I could get it done. So, so that's the expo. Yes. So. Oh, I'm sorry. And one one last thing, and sure. this is kind of a prominent thing. Um, the tradition continues at Donna, where they used to have these mile markers that were very large, heavy wooden boards with that were. I think painted or wrapped with vinyl and they had like, you know, inspirational word and hope, and, and, love. Yeah. And strength, they, courage. And they would put these out along the course and then you, or they'd have them at the expo. You could sign them or write a message to a loved one or something. And the first year they had them all together at the top of the bridge when the race used to end at the Mayo Clinic. Yes. Yeah. And then over the years they, they changed it. I think they figured out that they're really heavy <laughs> so what they've done is they've gone to kind of like cafe style sandwich boards that, you know, are just a frame sandwich boards and they do one side with like a writable surface and it's, it's professionally done. It's the mile marker. And then they had all the, the Sharpies out there. So you could still do that, but they had it for all the miles. So from one to 26, you could, you could go and do that. And Fantastic. Um, that was all lined up. It was really cool. Fantastic. Yeah. And you signed it for us. I did. Excellent. Which mile? Uh, 13. And why? Because that was the end of my race or almost at the end of my race. Yes. Yes. So, uh, okay. Now, uh, you said you wanted to rewind to go to the social shakeout run. Yeah. Okay. So social shakeout run, uh, that was Friday morning. Uh, get up, get dressed. The... Weather was a flashback to last year. It was rainy. It was low forties, rainy, windy, mm. 
not awesome, but or I'm like, okay, well, it's time to get up and go. So I, I headed there, you know, in the morning to get there. I, I'm that person that, you know, oh, I need to be there early. Mm-hmm. So I got there early and the, mm. this year they moved it a little bit and they didn't move it far. It, it was in Jacksonville beach proper instead of in Neptune beach in terms of the, I think technical city, that they or like the city limits that they're in. But it really was just down the street and around, around the block from, from the old location, which used to be Southern grounds, which is a coffee shop. I love and cafe that, that we, we love and we've covered on the show. This one is called Cup of Job, like the Book of Job. Yeah, it's a it's a, uh, a religious themed coffee shop, and you know I got there. I was very early, and it was very obvious that I was here for the race because I'm wearing a running kilt and a <laughs> b- bright pink running drink podcast hoodie, and I am immediately met by News Forty Seven. As I'm walking up. Excellent. Or, or I'm sorry. I'm met by the owner who's like, hey, we've got a, a Bible study going on inside. We're setting up these tents for you outside. And they had canopies out there for us to, to kind of huddle under. Well, that's good. Very nice of them. And they were bringing out cam- Cambros of coffee to, to have coffee while we we're out there. Yeah. News 47 comes up and like, hey, are you here to run the race? I'm like, yes, I am. Would, would you mind talking with us? So I ended up doing an interview and I, I made the local news up there. So, um, the big concern was, is there, is it going to happen? And the actual shakeout run, the shakeout run, because the weather was so yucky. Yeah. And as people started getting there, you know, we, you know, Babs arrived and Amanda and Mm. Donna and Jeff and Barb and Fitz. Fitz. And, uh, I ended up meeting up with Dean and Judy, you know, and, uh, you know, we're all kind of hanging out there and a bunch of other people show up and, and it was very well attended, you know. A lot of people opted to run and do the 5K. It was just kind of a quick out and back. Many of us opted not to because of the weather. And the the weather ended up having some, there was some lightning and some thunder. And for me, that is usually a, a hard pass at that point. And I also fell into the runner's dilemma. Oh. And... I, I, I blame the rain on me. So everybody who was looking forward to a nice, sunny social shakeout You run, blame the rain on yourself? I, I do. don't understand that. When I was packing to go to this race, I said to myself, self, do you want to take an extra pair of shoes in case it rains? And I had my hands on my second pair of running shoes. And I went, I'm not going to need them. I'm not taking them. And so I didn't. And when I got there, first thing I thought was, if I get my running shoes soaked like Dean did. <laughs> did he have a, a second pair? I don't know if he had a second pair. And I forget what Judy told me. But uh, I'll have to ask him. But the uh, I, I said, this is my only pair. And then I'm going to have to, you know, do the whole ritual of drying them, you know, hair dryer, roll up, you know, newspaper or something and shove it in there. Whatever I, I would have to do. All the tricks you read about. Didn't want to go through that. So I ended up instead leaning more on the social shakeout and less on the run. The social and less on the shakeout. (laughs) Yeah. So I ended up talking with with Babs some, talking with Fitz, with Jeff, with Mm -hmm. uh, Dean, uh, and, and just kind of taking in the coffee shop a little bit, had a cup of coffee, hung out there for a little while, and then and that was it. So there really wasn't a, a for me, there was not a run. There were s- several people, I'd probably say maybe 20 people who did the run. Okay. Mike, Andy? Uh, Andy hung out. Uh, Mike and Andy, they, they, I think Mike might have gone out on the course. Uh, Andy and I had coffee. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so. Mike and Andy Sharp, who are part of the Bouncy Hunters who and fundraise. Squad, yeah. Yes, who fundraise not only through the D Squad, but through the Bouncy Hunters. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it was a great time. It was a lot of fun uh, getting to, to see everybody and, and, and just hang out for a little while. And again, mm-hmm. you know, we had, you know, really a, a lot of, you know, big people there, you know. Like VI Pinks. VI Pinks, exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. was kind of cool. Good, good. So now we can talk about the 5K. Sure. Next day is the 5K. This one is 
not out at the beaches where where uh, the, the social shakeout was. Stadium. This is go to the stadium. So you basically drive in. GPS takes me. Says it's going to take me about sixteen minutes to get there from the hotel. I zip into downtown from my hotel and I come across the Green Monster, that big yeah. bridge. Oh my god. Uh, on my way in and I can see the jumbotron on and I can see the Donna logo on the jumbotron. And I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. And you know what I like about this place. And, and I said, this, I think is one of my favorite venues for the race is parking. You, well, like you said that on the, on the live stream. Yeah. Yeah. The parking is phenomenal. You got all that space uh in their parking and lot. you should it's a stadium for major nfl football games. exactly so parking not an issue and you you know i i ended up meeting up with jessica from the from our runcation nation oh yes patron uh, of the show big supporter of the show yes fabulous person on her own 50 states journey yeah, and uh, you know, ran into some other people, you know, in the parking lot, and uh, you know, we talked for a little bit out. In Gail the parking and lot. Lauren, Gail and Lauren, out in the parking lot, and then you know, when we kind of got in, we had uh, you ran it. Did you run into Maureen then or later? Maureen, Maureen from Tulsa Galloway. Maureen, I actually did see her after the race at. Uh, oh, okay. There and then. Yay, EcoFit thirteen. Yeah. So. Oh, what you know, a beast this weekend what a what a great you know just just a great right. morning yeah and it was chilly this was the coldest i think the well uh the social shakeout was cold and wet this one was clear and cold clear and cold yeah, the, 5K. The, 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 that's not bad it wasn't bad not windy I, not sandy wind like the marathoners last year oh god yeah, I elected to you know again running kilt, and I did my uh, my my hoodie for a little extra warmth. I mm-hmm. probably didn't need it the by, by the middle of, by the turnaround because yeah. once the sun was up and you're not in the shadow of the stadium, warmer it got warmer. Yeah. So it wasn't too too bad. But the the race course, you go in, you go through security. You could go into the expo area if you needed to because they had morning of packet pickup, which was very nice. Uh, they had a couple of food trucks. That were inside Ooh, wow. of security. Okay. In the paved area, but kind of between the practice field and the main field, mm-hmm. the main stadium. And you could, you know, they had, uh, it was like mini donuts and coffee. And then they had uh, something else going on over there. I was focused on the coffee. Of course. Didn't get I, w- I would be too. Waited till after the race. But so we, you know, hung out out there. You get your last minute restroom breaks there. Restrooms seem to be moving fairly quickly because, again, these are restrooms designed for major sporting events. Lots of stalls. Lots of stalls. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And you head in through one of those big walkways, kind of like you remember from when we go to Angel Stadium mm-hmm. out there for the Disneyland races. Nice. And you go out and you are you walk right out onto the sideline of uh, one of the end zones. Great. And... Fitz is talking, music's playing, and you're like, what in the heck? This is a 5K? This it's thing, a party. It, it was. And the, the field proper was blocked off. They had ropes saying, don't please don't go on the field. Oh, you couldn't go on the field? Couldn't go on the main part of the field. Okay. You stay on the sidelines, and then they walked us around counterclockwise because off to my right as I walked in was the start-finish uh, arch. Okay. And you, you, we basically walked an entire, almost an entire lap around to get to the start corral. And you, as I turn around, I see they've got both jumbotrons going, and you've got all of the excitement. You got Fitz talking, uh, the music's playing. She's talking to people. She's shouting people out. It is just a rocking pre-party for a 5k and you're at a major NFL team's home stadium. It was I feel like it would be awesome. a, like a pep rally, like a huge pep rally, like a huge just like that energy you get. Oh yeah. Well, and again, this is where, you know, having somebody like Fitz on the mic makes all the difference in the world and of she of course played to the camera the camera work was great the she was joking she's like yeah I look up and all of a sudden the camera's right up my nose you know uh, but you know the, they did a great job with filming all of that as we kind of got around it didn't take long uh, they they i'm sorry they held the start for i think five minutes because people were still coming in 
Mm. And that was the only delay. And then after that, you know, it's the, the ready, set, go, and you're off. And the, the race takes you, you know, you kind of go out another one of those walkways back, okay. back out in between the field and the main stadium. And that's, again, that's the area where they have like beverage carts and, and concessions during the, during the game. Okay. And you're kind of running through there a little bit. I say running, you're kind of trotting a little bit through there, fast walking even. It got a little tight in some spots, but then they took you out into the parking lot and then out onto the main street. Okay. And that's where you kind of open up to be able to to run, run. You know, if you really wanted to get some speed and, and get, you know, get your legs going. The course itself was a really straightforward out and back. Uh, I don't know. But the there name. was some interesting art that you got to see yes. in the downtown area. This this took you. We ran right down the street, right past uh, Intuition Ale Works, which oh, we've covered on the show. So good. We ran right past Maxwell House Coffee. Oh, inhale! And it was it smelled glorious. I'm sure. And then as you get into the downtown area, they've got some older buildings, and there's a neat hodgepodge of old architecture. And some of these buildings have done these beautiful murals. Yes, and you I have think some I sent pictures. you some photos yeah. of the murals. Great, great, just beautiful scenery. It, it's basically a block over from where we were running, or a couple blocks over from where we were running last year. The 5K. The 5K. Got it. Same general area, different street. Okay. Out and back. You get to the turnaround. You come back. Did you have some people on the course cheering? There were some people, not as many for the 5K, you know, okay. but, but there were some. Sure. Uh, yeah. So you did have some of that, which I think is always awesome. You know, mm. you, you whenever you get some crowd support, yeah. how can you beat that? You know? So you were going to talk about the turnaround. Yeah. So, you know, you go and you do the turnaround, plenty of J- Jacksonville Sheriff's Office out there, traffic control, not a problem. Uh, nice and never, safe. Never at any point were you forced to get up on the sidewalk. That's nice. And, you know, nice. I, I, they weren't trying to sweep anybody. It was a really, really relaxed, fun morning. Great. Um, you do the turnaround, you run back, you go back to the to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, and then you run the outer perimeter of the Jacksonville of, of the uh, no of the stadium. Oh, of the stadium. But you're inside the kind of where the secure area is, and you're kind of running kind of down where the beverage stands are, you know, concessions, and you end up going kind of around the backside towards where the Green Monster, the bridge is. You could see it. You could see it. And then you end up going back in through another one of those big walkways and you come in and it's a straight shot to the finish line. So you're, you're running in straight shot to the finish line. Is it on grass? Was it on? It's, it's on the sidelines. So it is, it's on AstroTurf Mm -hmm. and you know, you've got the jumbotrons going, the music's playing, Fitz is announcing everybody as they're coming in. She sees me. I've got the live stream going. I think if you watch our live stream from the the finish line of the 5k, you know, Instagram. Yeah. On Instagram. She's, she's so sweet. And she, you know, shouts you out, shouts us out. Just a great time. The uh, the you get your medal at the end, and uh, and the medal was the ribbon. The medal is the runner, the the running ribbon, and that is the signature logo of Donna. It is, and I love the attention to detail with their medals. I do think Donna has some of the best bling. The the sun catcher element, like the stained glass that mm-hmm. they do, the inset of the pink inside of that nice. is just gorgeous. It's a cool metal. I can't wait to see it when I get mine. Yeah. Mm. So one hell of a 5K. I mean, it, really, there's no, no okay. way. No, I, we, we've done plenty of 5Ks. I would put this one on par with any of the Disney 5Ks. As five far out of five. The, the, yeah. Would return. Would, would recommend, would, would return. Rec- yeah. With the pomp and circumstance for this one here, they... They have, I think that they've found their stride and they need to to maintain this. Oh, I hope so. Because I want to have that experience. It sounds like so much fun. It it really was. And it sounds like you feel 
you're not just a participant of the 5K. It's like you are really celebrated in that stadium atmosphere and with fits on the mic. Yeah, 100%. And again, what a great way to start the weekend. If that's your first race of a series like the booby trap, mm-hmm. heck of a way to, to kick it off. Oh, so good. So good. Now, all this talk of you running... Has made us work up an appetite. Right? Are you, has made you hungry and thirsty, right? Yes. And uh, when you kicked off your weekend, you went back to a favorite from episode 51. I did. Wicked Barley Brewing. Yeah, it, it was kind of hard not to. When I arrived on Thursday night, I wanted to get something that was relatively close to the hotel. I wanted to get something like, that I knew was going to be good. It's like five minutes, it's about, right? About five, a five minute minutes? drive. It's it's about three miles l- straight down the road from yeah. the hotel, and they have such a strong kitchen there, mm-hmm. or they have always had such a strong kitchen there. Yeah. I wanted to go back and make sure that was still the case, and I wasn't disappointed. Uh, they have an amazing space there. First of all, you guys have seen us covered on the show. That's back when we were doing video. So you can actually go back and see the video. Because we had an interview with, with staff. their staff. And they were fantastic to us in yes. talking about the flight of beer and their kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So I opted to, you know, I, I they... Let me get a table. Uh, they kind of put me in a quiet corner, which was great for doing a live stream. Great, and, yes. And I ended up getting something that I remembered loving. And? And I did love it because. Again. Their smoked pork belly sandwich. <laughs> this thing is a monster. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. It's hickory smoked pork belly, house-made kimchi, fresh jalapenos, Lemon aioli togarishi and lightly toasted ciabatta hoagie. So the ciabatta was not tough. It was toasted, but it was still soft. Yes. The toasting just holds up to the sauce. And I feel like ciabatta on the underside, not on the crust, but has all those nice little holes for the pork belly to kind of mm-hmm. settle in and absorb the the flavors. Yeah. <sighs> I also got this with with uh, cheese curds. Oh. They do deep fried cheese curds as a side. They bring out some some ranch for dipping. Crunchy, but also soft. Cheesy, salty. Squeaky. Uh, we had people saying, are the, are the cheese curds squeaking? If they're not squeaking, they're not the right thing. These were totally squeaky squeaking. cheese curds. Yes. Good. They, they are cheese curd snobs there. As I recall, that they they were very. This is something that they actually pride themselves on mm-hmm. in the interview. Good. The pork belly. I mean, the the only Good thing to I know can it's say still the same. It is. Yeah. It is. The only thing I can say about the pork belly sandwich is it's too too big, like um, for one person. It really is. It's it's a monster of a sandwich. They pile the pork so high on that thing. I think last time we had it, we, we it. were we we split it with a salad because we were headed there out of town last year, Donna. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I did not finish the whole thing this year either. Mm, um, but it was good though. It, it, it wasn't because it wasn't good. No, no, not at all. You know, it's basically you know if you've if you've smoked pork belly is. It's the same cut as bacon, but it's not cured, so it's not salted, not smoked. Uh, or, or cured in a smokehouse. They put it on the smoker so it is tender, pull apart, juicy, as opposed to something that you would fry up and it'd be crunchy, crispy, uh, salty. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. The I closest, want it right now. The closest thing I could say is it's kind of like the pork version of brisket. Okay. In terms of mouthfeel yeah. and texture. but That makes sense, but like moist brisket. Yeah, very much so. Not, N- not, not, not the, the lean brisket. And so you, yeah. Right. Uh, the, the, the real trick here, I think, uh, you've got the smoke from the pork and then the house-made kimchi. The kimchi is just like that, that tang. It's the tang and the spice. And the spice, yeah. 
And I love fresh jalapenos, so that just kicks up the spice a little bit more. So y- you can't go wrong with this sandwich. It is awesome. It's ridiculous. And way to go with the side of cheese curds. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. And I also got a, I got a flight while I was there, although that's not our drink segment of right. the show, but I got a but- flight. The four beers that I got, I covered I covered a Japanese rice lager. I talked about uh, a uh, milkshake IPA. I talked about a red ale mm-hmm. that they had and a pumpkin quad. That I remember Belgian you saying quad. it was your favorite. That pumpkin Belgian quad is phenomenal. That is good. Yeah, that's their nightmare on evergreen. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I wish I'd, in hindsight, I wish I had gone back before going out of town and tried to get either a growler or, or a we flat always, of beer. We, um, we always say we never have enough time. We don't. But absolutely phenomenal. I would say check out episode 51. That sure. video, the space is really pretty unchanged. And the fact that you can drive up so close from our hotel or... If you are local there, you can get you can get there by water. You can't. Yes, they actually have a you or can by boat. It. I guess I should and, say. And by the way, when I went there <laughs> that night, uh, there was no weight to sit inside. The outside had a weight. That's beautiful. And their parking situation was just as bad as the hotel I described. There were already people parked on. Did the you off road? I didn't have to off road. I, I found the one open parking space. Oh, I was thinking you park a parking lot. Shopping, I, you know, like nope, stalking nope. people, I but was no, lucky. you were lucky. Good, yeah, good. So. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you could get parked and inside and enjoy that. Wicked barley, as always, delicious and makes us thirsty for yet another local. Oh, yeah, absolutely, a local favorite. And we do love to support organizations that are staffed and opened and and created and inspired by veterans back on the trio of episodes. Like we were talking about at the start of the show that were around the Donna weekend and also a celebration of our hundredth episode episode one Oh one was a chat with Ron Gamble, who is the owner and the brewmaster at Veterans United Craft Brewery in Jacksonville, which is right around the corner from the Embassy Suites where we stay in the Bay Meadows area. And that was an accident. Accident, totally. Didn't plan that at all when we first did it. What a great one more reason to stay at that hotel. Well, that's a pro. A con is you never know about the tournaments and the volleyball and the (laughs) parking. So just weigh it carefully. Exactly. Yeah. So that one, I believe, is also a video episode, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll you get a look uh, at the brewery. Ooh, that might be the audio. It might be that the might audio. That might be audio only. I think we did video with the Bearded Pig. The oh, Bearded Pig, which was right. 100. You're right. Okay. Yeah. But the link is in the show notes, so. Check them both out. Yeah. And I think that this one didn't really need video per se because the episode artwork had had pictures and also Ron was an excellent at describing. Mm-hmm. He was excellent at describing all of the notes, the hops, the what went into each beer. Yeah. So 100%. So I ended up going there again proximity but I also really loved the theming there. Everything is military themed. They do a lot of old Americana style posters and artwork for so, their beer, like fifties, like like pinups, like pinups. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of pinups, yeah. pinup art, that type of thing. When I, I went there, it, they had a food truck going outside. I wish I'd saved room <laughs> because they had. I, I think I sent you a text with the. Uh, with the menu, I, I believe, yes. and they had like a shrimp and grits mm-hmm. that sounded amazing. So I'll have to go back and check that out. But yeah, yeah I loved their beers the last time we were there mm-hmm. and wanted to see what was up, what might be new, what's changed, what stayed the same. And, you know, they had live music going. And, you know, I grabbed a couple of beers, but I think... Is the space still the same? The space is still the same. They may have filled it in with more more memorabilia, more more stuff, you know, Updated more decor. stuff. But yeah, the space is great, great tables, uh, super friendly staff. Their mm. staff was phenomenal. 
Fantastic. And I didn't get names. I, I was, you know, lo- a lone podcaster. I know. You were an intrepid field reporter. You did the best you could. Let's just shout out generally the owner, brewmaster, and his entire staff. Yes. Applause. Indeed. Applause to you. So, I, you know, I had a couple of samples while I was there. And, and what can you say well, about these samples? I can say that everything I had was great. And we're going to have one right now. As you can hear, we may have cracked into one. And what we cracked into is one called their Fish Camp Pills. This is a silver and bronze medal winner in the 2022 Oktoberfest and Best Beer, Best Florida Beer competitions. It is a German style Pilsner at 4.8% ABV and 34 IBU. I actually brought some of these home. I got. I got a flat and I, or a couple of flats, and decided to get a sampling of some of their beers. This one is described as a traditional German style Pilsner made with Pilsner malt from Heidelberg and noble hops from the Hallertau area of Bavaria. Fermented with German lager yeast, Fish Camp Pils is an easy drinking, light bodied beer that has just the right amount of hop bitterness to make this an extremely balanced brew. Looking at this as we crack it, it is a beautiful, clear yellow, uh, light yellow color. Lighter. Very clear, mm-hmm. very effervescent, lots of carbonation. Yes. There, there's a nice lacy head on it as you pour it. It's true. The, I think this this one doesn't have an overtly military theme, you know, with saying fish camp, but uh, and it, but it's got a picture of a, of a big mouth bass on there, and it, the, the can is made to look like a wood plank. Mm. It's just super cool. Yeah. Cheers. Give this a taste. Cheers. And let me know what you think here. I think it's clean. It's crisp. The carbonation is hot. A little bit of a bready thing kind of at the end. Bready, yes. And that is kind of the way that we described it. I, I think it's one of the beers that he actually talked about on the show. Well, I can see why. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this one. I also have the Raging Blonde there. Mm-hmm. That is a bronze medal winner for in the 2022 Best Florida Beer Competition. It's their Blonde Ale that comes in at 5.2% ABV, 23 IBU. Not as and bitter. They describe it as a malt-oriented golden blonde ale, which pushes the upper boundary of the style with generous late kettle additions of Cascade and Centennial hops. The result is a knockout beer featuring a riveting hop flavor without the associated bitterness. Riveting. Yes. Because the artwork is like Rosie the Riveter. It's like Rosie the Riveter, exactly. And uh, that one is is great. I also really- I think that one was on tap at the hotel the first time we ever went to Veterans United. We came back and said, hey, yeah, we know that one. Mm Mm-hmm. I also really enjoyed their Buzzin' Bee Honey Ooh. Rye Wheat. And this is a bronze medal winner from the 2021 National Honey Listen Beer to Competition. Listen and to them all. The 2021 20, and 2015 Best Florida Beer Competition. Nice. This is an American Pale Wheat. Comes in at 6.3% ABV, 21 IPU. This one to me, I think, is... Super unique. I love honey beers, mm-hmm. uh, like Orange Blossom Pilsner. And then this, you said, was kind of akin to that. If you like those flavors, you will like this beer. It's or is yes. it more of a honeyed version? It, it it's got a very strong honey flavor without being overtly sweet. You get Less kind of citrus. the aroma of of maybe like clover or clove honey. Mm. And you, it it has a, a a deeper flavor. You brought some of that home, right? I did. Good. Yes. So we'll be tasting. You're that. a good field reporter, Dana. We'll be tasting that one here on probably on a live coming up here. But they're really what I wanted to let everybody know is they are still killing it over at Veterans United. You really should check them out if you're in the Jacksonville area. Ugh. It's hard to beat. Cannot. What's going to happen next year in 2024 when when I want to go back to these places and you've already revisited them? We'll have others to revisit. Or we add a date of the trip. Okay. <laughs> There's that. Okay. 
Okay. So okay. Uh, I can't recommend them enough, though. They really okay. are great. I, I did bring two flats of beer home and from I this brewery. I appreciate that. Yeah. The virtual runner in the family for this weekend appreciates that. <laughs> about you. That's, I'm here. About you. I, I'm here for you. Cheryl. Cheryl. And uh, Susie, who know Letter Kenny, is that what you appreciate ab- <laughs> appreciates about me? <laughs> and I had to be grammatically incorrect to get that line correct. But well, Veterans United, uh, cheers. Glad you're still doing it. Glad your award-winning beer is still here. Can't wait until 2024 when we can add apparently a couple of extra days to the trip and revisit a lot of favorites in addition to covering several new places. Indeed. Just dropping that in there for my co-host. <laughs> right there. Uh, uh, message so, received. And, okay. The planning. The planning has already begun. Anyway. Indeed. So, uh, listen, next week we're going to be covering new food and new beverage thanks to Donna Foundation board member Amy Mergen. Oh, yes. Uh, it, and, of course, it's the big race. It's yeah. the big race day. Big race day for me. Yes. The start of the, the ultra, ultra mar- was on Saturday. I was saying, the ultra marathoners started with the 5K. And from what I understand, that was absolutely amazing. And on Sunday... They finish with the marathoners. The marathoners go out on Sunday. The half marathoners. It's the booby trap challenge. It's it's the ultimate finish of a fantastic weekend. The 2023 Destination Donna Weekend. Can't wait to break it down on next week's show with you, Dana. Thank you for letting me interview you. Oh, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we go, we want to thank our sponsor of the show, Fitz Kohler. We've mentioned her once or twice already. Oh, we have because she's she was a fabulous, fabulous and noisy race announcer for the weekend. And she, she really did help make the weekend special. I, I really want her to come back next weekend. And I'm not I, saying that because she sponsored the episode. I'm just putting it out there. I just want her to come back. But uh, fixing your life with fitness. It's a course. It's changed the way I see fitness in my life right now. Uh as we support my dad going through cancer treatment, uh, it, it was important for me to listen to what Fitz has said in this course. One of her main points of focus includes not always putting yourself on the back burner when you are a caregiver uh, of anyone going through a, a major illness. And that's so important during the stressful times of life. And that is what is really hitting home for me this week as we talk about fixing your life with fitness. She gives a lot of tips on ways that you can be creatively strategic and get it done. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that it's broken down into eight bite-sized but powerful modules that makes your life better. It's generally approach to life the the, the it's philosophy not just it's well, not just fitness it's not it's a it's a it's guiding principles it's it's kind of a life philosophy and mm-hmm. I, and and she's she's just kind of a no no nonsense real person with practical things to share with you and she's honest and what she teaches works and it's, we're putting it into practice ourselves it, it's fitness for all aspects of your life and now that we've finished the course we're starting to incorporate different kinds of workouts and i can tell you uh, you know i i have talked about it in on the shows in the past weeks and how i'm doing the strength training for runners from youtube mm-hmm. with her but she always encourages she's like you know i i love doing fitness programs on YouTube with you or live or whatever it is, but always think outside the box, go outside the box. And I've just had my first aqua yoga class because of this course talking about the different pillars of fitness and how it is so vital not to ignore any pillar, any one pillar of fitness for a well-rounded fitness in your life. So I, I'm just going to tell you about the aqua yoga class that I did last week and how I need really to work on balance. <laughs> balance. Yeah. Even in the water, balance. I got to work on it. Just saying. Yeah, it's so, important. You'll end up underwater. But I wouldn't have known that had I not gone outside the box, had I not 
taken this course. Exactly. And pushed myself to go outside the box. Well, she challenges you to think about a well-rounded fitness goal for your life. You got to check out the course. And when you sign up, enter RED22 in the discount code box at checkout for 20% off the entire course. And by the way, that discount, RED22, the code, works on her book, My Noisy Cancer Comeback as well. Thank you, Fitz Kohler, for sponsoring this week's show. And for announcing this week's race. Yay! I can't wait to get back to it when you're announcing, and I can't wait to see you at Gasparilla. We'll put a link to the course in our show notes. Check out her course, Fixing Your Life with Fitzness, at fitzness.com. Thank you for joining us in 2023 on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are for this week's show. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well. And we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.